Good morning, everyone. Welcome to you all. It's good to see some visitors with us today. We hope you enjoy being with us. We also welcome those who are joining us online via the live stream, either at this time or later in the day or the week. The grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Let us worship God. We sing hymn 124, 124. Praise to the Lord Almighty, the King of creation. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let us pray. Living God, we have come this new morning to worship you. 
to celebrate your love for us, to ponder anew all that you have done, and to enjoy friendship and fellowship with one another. King of creation, as we gather in this place, speak to us, your children, and touch our hearts that in praise and prayer we may gladly respond to you, the one who is our health and salvation. Loving God, not even a sparrow can fall to the ground, but you know all about it. In your presence, we confess our hesitancy to fully rely on you. And with regret, we call to mind the pain we have caused you and those we have intentionally or unintentionally hurt. Merciful God, whose hand guides us and holds us fast, pardon and deliver us from all our sins, and create within our souls a real longing for you, that with a pure heart we may love you, the one who satisfies us with good things. God of all, you are our dwelling place in every generation. We marvel at your unfailing kindness to us, and we thank you for blessings beyond our deserving. Accept this day the worship of your people, and hear us now as members of your worldwide family. We say the prayer our Saviour taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I'm to be on holiday from tomorrow for a week. While I'm away, my colleague Atty at Park Church will provide pastoral cover, and the service next Sunday will be conducted by Jean Porter. The first in a series of Lent studies will begin on Thursday the 23rd of February and further studies will follow thereafter. All will be welcome. Articles for the spring edition of the church newsletter should be submitted by the 5th of March. The success of the newsletter depends on us receiving material for it, so it would be good to receive material Photographs, recipes, stories, perhaps you have a favourite hymn, you might want to tell us why it is your favourite. And articles can be submitted or emailed rather to the email address there on the intimation sheet. A week on Tuesday afternoon from 2 till 4 o'clock, there'll be a coffee afternoon held in the parish halls. Admission will be £2.50, and the money raised will go to the Turkey-Syria Earthquake Appeal. So that is a most worthy cause indeed. Our thoughts and our prayers are with all those caught up in that heartbreaking situation. What is it now? Over 26,000 people have lost their lives 
It's very hard just to take that in, isn't it? There was one photograph I saw in the paper the other day of a father who was holding the hand of his child who was beyond the rubble. The child was dead. It was just horrific, horrific. So I commend this coffee afternoon to you a week on Tuesday from 2 to 4. We sing the hymn 550, 550, a lovely, lovely hymn. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you.
The, the first reading this morning is from the Old Testament, from the book of Psalms. Psalm 119, verses 143 to 153, to be found in page 518 of the Old Testament section of the Pew Bible. Psalm 119, 143 to 153. Listen to the word of God. Though I am overtaken by trouble and anxiety, your commandments are my delight. Your instruction is ever just. Give me understanding that I may live. With my whole heart I call, answer me, Lord. I shall keep your statutes. I call to you, save me that I may heed your instruction. Before dawn I rise to cry for help. I put my hope in your word. Before the midnight watch, my eyes are open for meditation on your promise. In your, your love, hear me and give me life, Lord, by your decree. My pursuers in their malice are close behind me, but they are far from your law. You are near, Lord, and all your commandments are steadfast. I have long known from your instruction that you have given an everlasting foundations. See in what trouble I am, and set me free, for I do not forget your law. The New Testament reading is from the second, Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter, chapter 4, verses 7 to 12, found in page 159 of the New Testament section of the Pew Bible. Second Corinthians Chapter 4, verses 7 to 12. But we have only earthenware jars to hold this treasure, and this proves that such transcendent power does not come from us. It is God's alone. We are hard-pressed, but never cornered, bewildered, but never at our wit's end, hunted, but never abandoned to our fate, struck down, but never killed. Wherever we go, we carry with us in our body the death that Jesus died, so that in this body also the life that Jesus lives may be revealed. For Jesus' sake, we are all our life being handed over to death, so that the light of life of Jesus may be revealed in this mortal body of ours. Thus death is at work in us, but life in you. I may God add his blessing to these readings of his holy word, and to him be the glory and the praise. Thank you, Arthur. We sing John Bunyan's great hymn, Who would true valour see, let him come hither, hymn five, Three, five.
Let us pray. Almighty God, we pray for your church throughout the whole world, that it may share to the full in the redeeming work of your Son, Jesus Christ, and that as Christian people learning to love one another, we would be an example to the world and exhibit the unity which is your will for us, your church, the living, breathing body of Christ. Lord God, we pray for our country at this time of strife. We ask that none may exploit others or be forgotten or neglected. Help us rather to live in harmony and to be continually mindful of those who are less fortunate than ourselves. Almighty God, we pray for the world, asking that every nation may seek the way that leads to peace, that human rights and freedom may everywhere be respected, and that the resources of the world may be ungrudgingly shared. Gracious God, as we pray for all who are happy at this time, for David and Louise who were married in the church yesterday, for those delighted by the birth of a child, for those celebrating an achievement or anniversary, and for those looking forward to a happy event. We pray for each and every one. But we pray also today for those who feel under pressure, for those who are anxious about themselves or someone they love, for those who are laid aside through sickness, those in hospital, hospice, or at home. And we continue to pray for all who are weighed down by sorrow, thinking of those within our own parish who have lost a loved one in these past days and weeks. And now, O God, with heavy hearts, we pray for your children in southern Turkey and northern Syria following the terrible earthquake that has now devastated thousands of lives. Only they and you know what it is like to experience such trauma in the middle of the night. We give you thanks for the aid that is being given and for the promises of help that have been made by many nations. Comfort, we pray, those who are still trapped in collapsed buildings, those who have lost loved ones, those who anxiously wait for news, the rescue services, and those digging through rubble in an effort still to save others. Grant, O oh God, the gift of hope, so that those caught between life and death know that you are with them and that people, and not least your people, are ready to support them as they look to a future so very different from what they had imagined 
or hoped for. We ask this in all our prayers in the name and for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We sing the hymn 562, and it's a very fine hymn, and its words are very poignant, perhaps, at this time, because as Christian people, we believe that no matter what sadness, and no matter what sickness, no matter what trouble we experience in this world, ultimately, through the love of God our Saviour, all will be well. Hymn 562.
Someone has said, the greatest weapon against pressure is our ability to choose one thought over another. And someone else said, how we handle pressure will determine whether we stand or break. All of us can be under pressure at one time or another. We are told a certain degree of pressure is actually good for us. It can motivate us and spur us on. But too much pressure can do the opposite. We don't know what to do. And we find our ability to function effectively is greatly hindered. Of course, there are different types of pressure. There is the pressure you feel before an exam, or perhaps before you sit your driving test, or, in my case, before I go to the dentist. I was there recently, and you know, my dentist, a very fine man, and yet sitting in the waiting room, I could feel the heart There's also the pressure you can experience when you've got to catch a ferry and there are unexpected roadworks holding you back. I remember that when I was minister in Butte, quite often going to get the last ferry and there would be roadworks in Greenock or thereabouts and oh dear, 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 I could feel the pressure just building. Or there might be the pressure that you feel when you're going abroad on holiday and believing your passport to be in a certain drawer. You go to the drawer on the day of your flight only to discover it is not there. Given that happened to a friend of mine a few years ago, I looked out my passport the other day. There is a difference between a week in Gran Canaria and a week in Campbelltown at this time of year. Such pressure is natural though, isn't it? And by and large we can deal with it because we know that the situation will pass and pass fairly quickly. But there's a certain type of pressure that can be more difficult to deal with. I'm thinking of people at this time who have got a mortgage to pay and they've been made redundant. And they're really worried about keeping up with the repayments. I'm thinking of people who are worried about their health or the health of a loved one and the toll that that can take on you. I'm thinking of the pressure that can exist when a family member or friend goes missing. We're reading about that at this moment in time, aren't we? The young woman called Nicola how terribly difficult it must be for her partner, for her children, for the other family members and friends. They must be overwhelmed by anxiety. My friends, that sort of pressure doesn't pass quickly. It can be very difficult to deal with. St. Paul is an interesting character. 
He comes across as strong, confident, able. One who is not afraid to face up to his enemies, and he had plenty. One who adheres strictly to the teaching of Jesus Christ and will not be deflected. And one who willingly endured much for the gospel, even to the point of being shipwrecked and imprisoned. And yet in today's reading from 2 Corinthians, we see another side of Paul. He writes about the pressure we as God's people can find ourselves under. And one gets the impression that he's reflecting on his own personal experience in this letter to the church at Corinth, a church that was riven by disagreement. Clay jars were common in Paul's day. They were efficient and useful containers, but they were also prone to breaking easily. And I find it interesting that this is how Paul describes us, the followers of Jesus. We are, he said, like a jar of clay. We are brittle, fragile, easily broken. And to add to the picture, he speaks of the followers of Jesus being hard-pressed, perplexed, persecuted, and struck down. This is quite a contrast to the image that many of us have of St. Paul And perhaps, can I put it to you, it is an image that we can more readily identify with. For many people, speaking about being under pressure is not something that comes easily. There is that stiff upper lip approach. The belief that whatever pressure you are under, you grin and you bear it and you deal with it. Now, I acknowledge that that is indeed the way for some. It works for them. But it is not the way for everyone. I personally welcome the fact that more and more people today feel able to open up about their feelings and their emotions. And of course, a number of public figures have helped to encourage this, sportsmen and women among them. Wasn't that a good rugby result yesterday? (laughs) Did you feel under a wee bit of pressure watching that game? (laughs) It's okay to not be okay. That's a phrase that I think I first heard during the global pandemic. In the book of Psalms, we find the whole range 
of human emotions. Open the book of Psalms sometime. You'll find there there is joy and celebration. There is gratitude and praise. But there is also despair and bewilderment. In Psalm 119, part of which Arthur read to us, the psalmist speaks about being overtaken by trouble and anxiety and of how before dawn he rises and cries for help. Obviously, the psalmist was going through a difficult time, a time of great pressure. But he knows what to do to help him cope. And we, all these centuries later, can learn from what the psalmist did. He continues to delight in God's Word. He reads God's Word and he meditates on it. More than that, he calls to mind the promises of Almighty God and he is sustained by them. And further, knowing in his heart of hearts that the Lord is near He believes he will ultimately be set free from the situation he finds himself in. My own minister would often say, you know, in a time of trouble, this will pass. This will pass. I recall sitting in a vestry many years ago and there were two people in the corridor outside the vestry. Now I don't want you to think that I was eerie-wigging but I could tell from what I heard that one person was deeply troubled about a particular matter. And the other person said, listen, God is aware of this situation and he will help you deal with it. I was taken with that and I believe it to be true. Few people of any go through life without knowing what it is to be under pressure. And yet, There are those who say that as people of faith, if we truly believe in God and take him at his word, we should be able to take pressure in our stride and carry on regardless. Well, if that's the case, I might or must be doing something wrong. We are no different from anyone else in that we are human. And we experience, as others do, the ups and downs of this earthly life, the joys and the sorrows. But we are different in that we have a wonderful resource 
that does not make us immune from pressure, but helps us to cope under it. St. Paul speaks of being hard-pressed. We can be under all sorts of pressure, but Paul says we are never in so tight a corner that there is no way out. He speaks of being perplexed at a loss as to know how to act or proceed. We have all known times like that. What on earth will I do here? But the Christian never doubts that something can always be done. Paul speaks of being persecuted, and he was pursued by hostile Jews from one place to another, but through it all, God did not abandon him. It was Joan of Arc who said when she was let down by those who should have stood by her, God's friendship will not fail me, nor his counsel, nor his love. And finally, St. Paul speaks of being struck down. There were times when his pursuers caught up with him and gave him a beating. But he lived. It has been said the supreme characteristic of the Christian is not that we do not fall, but that every time we fall, we rise again. St. Paul does not make light of the pressure we can experience, but he tells us why amidst all we can cope. It is because of the treasure that we have within ourselves. And what is that treasure? It is none other than God's revelation of himself in Jesus Christ. It is the faith that sees us through our darkest moments. It is the belief that with God we are more than able to conquer that which would otherwise break us. My dear friends, the wonder of our faith is that we have a God who does not leave us to survive on our own. Rather, because He loves us, He is there for us, and perhaps especially, we can be most aware of his presence in those times when we feel we have no strength of our own. Then we will know his strength and find that, yes, we are able to cope with all that comes our way. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The closing hymn is 
Horatius Bonner's great hymn, hymn 110, 110, Glory be to God the Father. Now go in peace, and the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and dwell within you this day and even forevermore.